Welcome to River Life Podcasts. We're a church family embracing the Father's presence, releasing empowered people to declare and demonstrate Christ's kingdom. We trust that God would use what you hear today to bless and grow you so that you would be a blessing to those around you. For more information about River Life Baptist Church, go to riverlifechurch.org.au or find us on social media. It really is great, as I said before, to have you with us this Good Friday. And some of you, of course, are regular River Lifers and others may have been brought along by a friend. And some of you have just found yourself here on a, on a Friday morning in church. And uh, whatever your reasoning for coming, we uh, want to welcome you. And we, I just think you've made a great decision today. And I want to take a few moments just to be able to talk about why I think uh, it's so important that we celebrate uh, today and, 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 and to what the difference that makes in your life. And I want to take a few moments, and if you'd be brave enough, I know that we've had a, a lot of thinking time, a lot of reflection time, as we've sung, and, and it was great to hear the testimony of how God's love's impacted somebody's life. Um, would you be brave enough to just stop once more and just ask God uh, to talk to you this morning, personally? Let's do that. God, we need to know of your love. It's been revealed in Jesus. Would you make that revelation clear in our own hearts and in our own minds this morning, we pray. Amen. How's your lead up to Easter been? Uh, I've had the privilege of being away uh, this last couple of days, and so I've uh, done a little bit more relaxing than normal coming into Easter. But I know that many of us, we find ourselves coming to a, a screaming halt on Good Friday. It's like, whoa, it's Easter weekend, and everybody's looking for this wonderful long weekend. Um, but I, I kind of think that for many people, we've not understood why we have this long weekend. I think particularly for kids growing up in Australia, it's quite confusing for them. Many of them don't actually know why they have a long weekend over Easter. I mean, chocolate's a really good thing, and most kids love chocolate, but to give it a public holiday, I don't think so. And the Easter Bunny, I mean, he's everywhere. He's cute, he's cuddly, he's furry, but... Actually, the last time I remember, it's a $75,000 fine for having a rabbit in Queensland. <laughs> Kids growing up, I think, get to a certain point, and people do, and if they're in the environment of Australia long enough, where they realize that this Easter thing is something to do with church, it's a religious thing, and they even probably tie it together with Christianity, but I think a lot of people just don't actually care as long as they get their long weekend. If I get my long weekend, that's okay. That's all I'm looking for. Can we go camping? Will it rain? But today I want to reestablish our understanding of why we stop and why you find yourself here at church on a Friday morning. Easter provides a time where we stop to remember that love in its purest form has been revealed. Jesus, 
The Son of God shows the depth of his love by giving up his life for ours. And two days later declares in an incredible and powerful way that Jesus really is the Son of God who died for the sins of the world by raising Jesus from the dead. And on Good Friday, we remember what happened at the cross and we see a love which is none other than God's own love revealed for us. Only God loves like that. Only God pays the highest price to be the sacrifice that takes away the sins of the world for people who neither care for him nor, nor, nor really will return his love. In the book of John, Jesus says this, Greater love has no one than this, that somebody, someone lay down his life for his friends. But on the cross, on the cross there was a love revealed like the world's never seen since that day. A love that is nailed up in public and, and when God gave his life not just for his friends, but he gave his life for even his enemies. Those who don't care, as long as they get their long weekend. You see, whether you already know Jesus and have experienced his presence in your life, or whether you stand as an observer today watching, today is a really good day to be reminded of the extent of God's love. A love that took Jesus to the lowest of all places for the sake of all people. I think we're all looking to be better people, don't you think? I think most of us would say, yeah, I, I like the idea of being a better person. We live in a society that likes to call itself progressive. Everybody wants their life to change. We want change, we just don't like changing. H have you noticed reality TV shows lately? They're all about making the change, finding change. Can I find love at first sight? Maybe a complete makeover, lose the weight I've never been able to, win the big prize, renovate the house. Maybe a career change, being discovered as the next great voice or master chef. The reality TV that I love to hate is Married at First Sight. Now, talk about looking for love in all the wrong places. If you are not familiar with the show, some uh, relationship experts gather about 10 couples together and literally they are married at first sight. Never seen one another before, walk the aisle and say I do in an experiment then that kind of ends up in pure madness and chaos as they often come together looking for love looking for the change that's going to change them. Except the thing is that they don't often look internally for the change. They want to find somebody who's going to make everything change for them and a lot of them aren't very lovable. Wouldn't it be unbelievable to be accepted and loved just as you are? It's almost a... Story too good to be true, right? <laughs> to be loved just as you are, 
without having to change anything, without having to be anyone. That seems too good to be true. But just imagine, could you imagine a love so powerful that you're accepted just as you are, but a love that compels you, enables you to be a better you? To actually make the change you've always wanted. It's this type of love that's revealed in Jesus. This is a love revealed that actually loves us just as we are, believe it or not, but a love that is so powerful it brings change to the person we've always wanted to be. And the good news about Good Friday is that Jesus revealed a love just like that. You can go looking for it in all the wrong places, but you found yourself in a place that is the right place for the right love. See, God revealed himself in Jesus and revealed a love like no other. I mean, seriously, what other God leaves his throne? What other God would, would go to die on a cross for people who will reject him? At the very least, not give two hoots about him. But the Son of God dying on a cross does not make a lot of sense. It seems like he's failed. I mean, the idea of, of God dying. See, we cannot understand Good Friday, the whole idea of love where Jesus dies for us, unless we understand that Jesus came as one of us, the incarnation. And we won't really understand God becoming one of us until we understand the cross. As Paul put it, God was in Christ reconciling himself to us, the, the, the world to him. 2 Corinthians 5, 19, for, it was, for God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us the wonderful message of reconciliation. In Jesus' death on the cross, we see a love which can only be identified as God's love revealed. You see, he wasn't just a great teacher dying for his beliefs. He wasn't just a good man suffering innocently. He was and is the loving God himself, come as human being to save us all from our sin and death and from all the rubbish and the fear and the guilt and the shame which clings to our hearts. It sounds a lot like Sarah's story. He revealed a love that accepts us just as we are, but a love so powerful enough, it makes us better people too. And people still puzzle over how Jesus can be divine and human all at the same time. N.T. Wright says it this way. He says, it remains a puzzle if we assume that when we say God, that it refers to a distant, detached, supernatural landlord. See, many people still think the word God refers to someone like that, distant. But history has been recorded for us 
of what God has always been like. And it shows us a totally different kind of God. When you go to the part of the Bible that is before Jesus arrives in the Old Testament and you start to read through that to understand what this God is like, you seem to get this idea of God's consistent nature. Just picture this type of God for a a minute, a passionate, loving and involved God who time and time again demonstrated an incredible love that showed he wasn't distant but actually was involved with people despite their wanderings and stupidity, loving them tenderly and rescuing them again and again and again, grieving over their foolishness and their pain, taking costly action to be able to continue to love them, accept them and pay for their wrongdoings. What would that God look like if he were to become human? and live amongst us, he'd look just like Jesus and never more so than when he hung there on a cross. Standing in front of the cross on the day that Jesus died was a Roman soldier that was charged with the duty of carrying out his execution. And these words are recorded by one of the writers in scripture of what that man said as he watched Jesus hang on the cross. And he says this, he says, surely this was the son of God. This man here, the one that's before me, this is the son of God. Now this is not a sympathetic follower of Jesus. This is not one of his disciples. This is the one who, of the type who didn't really care. I'm just doing my job in killing a few people today. Perhaps his attitude would be that of many people this Good Friday. I don't care about Easter or who it stands for. Just give me my long weekend. But I think this actual comment, surely this man was the son of God. It requires a response from us. Have you stood before the cross and recognized that this was a love revealed which proclaims that this man was none other than the Son of God? Have you allowed yourself to accept what was accomplished on your behalf? Perhaps you're not sure. Perhaps you're not sure what's really on offer. Perhaps you're not sure you really need it. In Romans chapter 3, The Apostle Paul describes how we obtain this kind of love. And here's how it's made possible. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. Here's what that says. We all have the same problem. You, me, Those who don't care about this special day, in the pursuit of our freedom, our life, 
our love, our knowledge, our power, apart from being connected to God, those things form sin in us. And they make it impossible for us to know God all by ourselves. And that sin has some serious consequences. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, a spiritual separation from God. God is perfect, he's good in every respect and in his eternal plan and perspective, there one day will be a new heaven and earth and there will be no sin. And it doesn't matter if it was the smallest of sins or the biggest of stuff ups we could ever think about, it's enough to be able to separate us from God forever. But God desires to forgive us. And one day, the whole world will be judged. The penalty is separation from him in torment as a part of God's justice and punishment unless we ask for forgiveness and we receive this revealed love in Jesus. A gap too far for us to cross alone. And plenty of people have tried to live out this original design of being in paradise, progressive society, without their king, without their God, but will continue to fall short. They call it good works, philosophy, progression, humanitarianism, but all fail to fulfill the maker's design. Paul says we're all sinners and that salvation isn't something we could earn, but it's something that God freely gives to all who believe. And this is the good news. God loves us despite us ignoring him, despite us doing our own thing. He wants to have a relationship with us. And the solution to the problem that he came up with was to send his own son. That's love revealed. He took the penalty we deserved. Those wages of the sin which we deserve, death, he took on. That is true love revealed. And what that means is this. There is not one thing that you've done that is beyond the love of God. There's not one person here that if you would extend your hand to Jesus, he would not extend his hand back to you. There's no one that God doesn't already love and wants you to receive this revealed love in Jesus. Want Jesus to be your God? There's no one here that God would reject, not one. Have you brought your pains and your struggles, your questions, your tragedies of your own life into the amazing, loving light of the cross? Because it's at that cross that love has been revealed. The cross where we come to, to be undone, to be exposed until we realize that this was the only way that we could really change for the better. On the cross, we see dying love 
and we recognize it as God's undying love for us. The undying love of God revealed in the wounded body of Christ, offering life, rest and meaning. When love is offered, it needs to be received for it to be able to take effect in our lives. Jesus has revealed the very love of God by laying down his life for ours. And we receive this love when we acknowledge our need for forgiveness. When we acknowledge our need for a saviour. And you have to make a choice about this love that's on offer. And there are three ways that you can respond to this choice. You can put off the decision till later. Perhaps it is that although you've heard this message through what Sarah said and you heard it through what I've said and you've heard it through the songs we've been singing, you heard it through the video at the beginning, it's all the same message. Perhaps you are thinking, I need to take some more time to read about that and we can help you with that. We can help you to, to gain enough information for you to make a, a, a reasoned decision to follow after Jesus. But be careful. While Jesus' offer is on time, uh, is, offer, is, is always there for us anytime, if you never get round to actually making the decision to follow him, it's the same as rejecting him. The second thing you could choose to do is just outright say, nope, that's not for me. I, I, I don't really care, just give me my long weekend. Or the third choice is that you can accept Jesus' offer of love revealed by acknowledging your sin, asking Jesus to forgive you, and he promises you freedom from guilt. He promises you eternal life, a chance to start things over fresh. You'll live a new life with purpose, knowing that God loves you. He will be there to help you by the power of his spirit. And none of this will make life totally easy, like has already been said. But you'll know your way. You'll know the way. You'll know the truth. You'll know his life. You'll know his love revealed. And perhaps that's you today. Perhaps that's a decision that you want to make today. You don't want to go another step further into this weekend without having him as your Lord and Savior. And you can simply do that by talking to him, by telling him that you've stuffed up. You've gone your own way. You've made your own decisions. You indeed have lived life in ignorance or rejection of him up until this point, but you know you need him, you want him. And call on his name for the forgiveness of your sin and to be your saviour. And you'll experience his love. You'll start to experience a brand new life. And today, some of you might want to make that decision. We want to make it with you. We want to again reaffirm why we're here for those who have already made this decision. And so if that's you today, you could pray this prayer. 
And I think I've actually included it in your notes. So if today, it's a day when you want to say it right now, you can say it right now. If you want to think about it some more and say it at home, you can say it at home. He'll hear you anywhere, anytime. But it goes a little like this. In thanking God that He's revealed Himself and His love through Jesus, paying the full extent of the price of your sin and asking for His forgiveness and letting Him come in and take charge. So if that's you this morning, if you want to make that decision, I'm going to pray this prayer. Why don't you pray it with me? Father God, you've revealed yourself in the cross of Jesus to be our God, full of love and hope. Would you open our eyes today to see fresh in this incredible love that it might strike a chord in our hearts that we too might be able to make a proclamation that you are indeed the Son of God. And as such, you deserve our worship. As we respond to you and ask for forgiveness, because it was our sin that nailed you to the cross, we ask that we might also, in our hearts, know that we can receive your forgiveness, your peace, and your life. Jesus, I need you. Forgive me. Come take charge. I want to live for you. Heal my brokenness, my guilt and the wounds, the pain, the suffering. Thank you for your love revealed. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this River Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest content. If this podcast has raised any questions for you, contact us via church at riverlifechurch.org.au or through Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.